are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Wednesday show. Yeah, we've got one for you. And let's just say I'm going to go off a little bit on something that happened yesterday. I'm also going to talk about some coverage of The Golden Bachelor. We're going to talk about Dance with the Stars last night, Taylor Swift night, and you already know what my complaint's going to be. I just want an answer as to what the hell's going on. And then once again, I feel like I have to go over this with a lot of people. The idea of hate online versus criticism online. People seem to blur the lines between those two, and I just want to make it perfectly clear. And we'll get to all that momentarily. All right, first off, let's start talking about the Golden Bachelor. As we know, Golden Bachelor was revealed yesterday by me, the spoiler, that Gary is with Teresa. I put it on my Instagram feed. I put it in my Instagram stories. Both of those you have to swipe, you know, to the third photo to know who he's with. I then put it in my Twitter feed where I included all four photos in the same tweet. I didn't do one photo and then set up a new tweet with another photo and then a third tweet and then a fourth tweet. I put it all in the same tweet. That seemed to upset people. You want to know some of the reactions? Here you go. You seriously just ruined it for everyone. I didn't want to know, but you put her picture in there and it showed on my feed. Since when do you become so careless with your posts? Another one. Maybe don't include the picture for people who are scrolling and don't want to know. Another one. Yeah, T, Reality Steve. Please, can we hide this spoiler better next time? Another one. Why didn't you hide this in a thread, JFC? I believe that means Jesus fucking Christ. This one. You could have at least posted each photo as its own reply. Another one. Thanks for ruining it for me. I saw the picture of Teresa. Another one. The way your post is presented just spoiled this for me. Thanks. Another one. Thanks for spoiling it. The photo is not hideable. What the fuck? I've been doing Reality Steve since 2003. I've been spoiling since 2009. We are almost at 15 years of me spoiling. There have been numerous things that I have spoiled on my Twitter feed that are right there in the tweets. All of them do say the word spoiler at the beginning of every tweet. Some have the picture right there, like yesterday's. The issue that I have is all these people choose to follow me. And I'm assuming they follow me because they're interested in spoilers. Call me crazy. And if you're not following me and you don't know what I do, then I would suggest, you know, not following me. I'm just shaking my head and kind of scratching my head at why people will be upset that I spoiled the Golden Bachelor in my tweet. I'm not trying to hide it. You guys are all saying, oh, you let it go. You let it out there by putting the picture of Teresa in your tweet. Yeah, because I'm spoiling the show. That's why it says spoiler. If I came across my tweet and I saw spoiler as the first word of my tweet, it is possible to scroll along and not look at the pictures. I, I don't know. I, 
I don't know what to tell people. They're getting mad at me for spoiling, which is what I do. And you're like, oh, well, sometimes you hide it or you put it in your column and you give us a link to go look if we want to see. Yeah, I do do that. And sometimes I spoil it in my tweets. If you don't know that by now, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, I've been doing this for years. There's been plenty of things I've spoiled over the years in my tweets. I understand Instagram works different because if you were to be looking at my stories on Instagram, you would have seen first picture said Golden Bachelor spoiler finale spoiler. And then the second photo said, I finally been told uh, who Gary picked. And then the third photo was Gary is engaged to Teresa Nist. I get it. Same with my Instagram feed. I can't do that on Twitter unless I were to do it in four separate tweets, but it's very possible that that third tweet pops up in your feed and says the photo of Gary is engaged to Teresa Nist. So I can't control it. There's really no way to hide it on Twitter, so I do understand that aspect of it. But look, I'm a spoiler site. If you don't know that by now, you don't know that I've been doing this for 15 years. I, I, I Again, I don't really know what to tell you. It's just... This is what I do. Sometimes you're going to have something that's spoiled right there in the tweet. It's happened before. It happened yesterday. And I guarantee you it'll happen again in the future. So just know that you're going to be spoiled in some tweets. If you don't want to follow me, that's fine as well. I don't monetize my Twitter. So if you want to follow me, I'm fine. I'm totally fine with that. I'm not losing any money because I don't make any money on Twitter. But just know, if you follow a guy whose name is Reality Steve, who is known for spoiling the shows, and you get a spoiler in a tweet, I think it's your fault, not mine. And again, if you're somebody that didn't care that you were spoiled in the tweet yesterday, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to the people who complain about this stuff. And I just read you, what, seven, eight tweets of people that had that, had that response yesterday? You know, oh well. You're going to know in nine days anyway. Is your day really that ruined? Like, yeah, I've I've all told you I don't want to be spoiled on anything outside of Bachelor and Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise and stuff like that. That's the only thing I spoil. I don't want to be spoiled when, uh, when I watch Survivor. I don't want to be spoiled when I watch The Challenge, any of that stuff. And I know spoilers are out there. But if I were to come across it, it bothers me for maybe, oh, I don't know, three, four, five seconds. I'm like, damn it, I didn't want to read that. And I move on with my day. I don't take the time to put it out there and email some account and say, hey, buddy, why did you spoil this? Because most of the time, I can tell you right now, none of the accounts I follow on Instagram or Twitter are spoiler accounts. So if I did come across something that spoiled it, it was my own doing or something put something out there and it showed up in my feed. Yeah, I wasn't looking for it. And I'd be bummed that I saw it, but it's not going to ever, 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 ever cause me to write the person who posted it. These people, all the ones that I just read you those tweets from, they all followed me because I looked on their pages. I was like, wait, does this person follow me or was it just showing up on their feed? Every single one of them that wrote a tweet to me follows me. Again, so I, I don't really know what to tell those people. Talk a little bit about Dance with the Stars here before I get to my rant of the day. So Dance with the Stars last night, Taylor Swift night, Taylor Swift theme night, and it was something I was looking forward to. I'm guessing it was something that a lot of people were looking forward to. Now, I am recording this on Tuesday night. 
I'm pretty sure that at some point today on Wednesday, if there isn't already an article up, some media outlet, whether it's us, whether it's people, whether it's EW.com, somebody or E online as well, somebody's going to have an article up explaining why on Taylor Swift night we didn't get Taylor Swift singing her songs. And I'm not saying the band is bad at all. I'm not saying the singers are bad at all. I understand that they do that for some songs in other shows with other artists. I get it. But when you promote a Taylor Swift night, I'm guessing most of the people tuning in were expecting to hear all her songs. Show started off great with Love Story because it was Taylor Swift's voice. It was from the album. But then the dances started and only Harry got a song sung by Taylor, which was August. Paper Rings, I believe, was done by the band, but it was recorded before the show because it certainly wasn't live. Uh, The Lavender Haze dance for the Relay dance was like a remix version. It was definitely Taylor's voice, but everything else was sung by the band. And I understand maybe it was because they needed to make it slower or needed to make certain songs faster. I get it, but all I'm saying is I'm probably in the majority here of, I don't know, 99% of the people that were interested and looking forward to Taylor Swift night on Dance with the Stars were probably disappointed in what they got in terms of the music because I thought we were going to get Taylor Swift songs, not a cover band singing Taylor Swift songs. But I guarantee there's some sort of explanation. It wasn't just, oh, this is the way we wanted to do it. No, 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 no. It had to be something. And it, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, well, is it songs that any song that she hasn't re-recorded yet, they couldn't get the rights to? And I was like, no, because Lover is straight from her Lover album, which that was, wasn't was Lover the first album that she did under her new label? And that was sung by the band. It was also sung, as a lot of you told me yesterday, Hannah Brown danced to Lover during her season, and that wasn't sung by Taylor Swift. It was sung by the band. So I didn't understand. I, I, I want an explanation because... I'm guessing a lot of you that tuned in were also disappointed. And this isn't a shot at the Dance with the Stars band. That band is excellent every season. Their singers are great. We don't even know who they are because they don't tell us the singers' names. But they're good singers. But they're also not Taylor Swift. And they're also not singers that are headlining a multi-billion dollar tour that's going to go on for 18 months. They're singers on a dancing show. And... I just think a lot of people that tuned in, I can't. I, I know I'm not in the minority on this take. I think a lot of people are disappointed at what we saw last night. It just sucked. We wanted to hear Taylor songs. Not that we haven't heard them a thousand times in our car. That's not the point. The point was if you promote a Taylor Swift theme night and then someone else is singing her songs, is it really a Taylor Swift theme night? It's almost like tree fall in a forest theory. I mean, we got Love Story. We got August for Harry's Dance. Paper Rings, I don't think was, it definitely wasn't the version off of her album. It might have been something else. Lavender Haze was definitely her, but it was like a dance remix version. Everything else was sung by the band. So that was my major complaint. I think you all knew that was going to be my major complaint heading into today in regards to Dancing with the Stars. How could it not be? This podcast brought to you by Ibotta. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. How does free Thanksgiving sound for you? This year, Ibotta is giving you cash back. Help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without gravy? 
It started this month, fourth year in a row. I bought it is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. You just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers when you start using Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, and Best Buy. Other apps will give you points for stuff like this. Ibotta is going to give you real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Download the Ibotta app now and use promo code REALITYSTEVE to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting this month. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use promo code REALITYSTEVE. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use promo code REALITYSTEVE. All right, this is something I want to talk about because it bothers me. It bothers me a lot, and I'm going to get it off my chest. We all know about what's going on with the Clayton case involving Jane Doe and the fact that this has been going on for two or three months now. And myself and Dave Neal, Dave's covered it way more extensively than me because I think he has the platform for it with video. Audio, I've had a couple rants that I've gone off on her, and I've clearly made it known where I stand on this whole thing and how I've covered it. And I've also made it known that I don't like the fact that a lot of people in Bachelor Nation are keeping their distance from it and not even giving their opinions on it for whatever reason. Well, yesterday, Susie Evans went on Nick Vial's podcast and Susie gave pretty much the same stance she's given all along when she has talked about this in the past. She's defending Clayton. And one of the quotes that she said was, you know, when this was happening, I heard Clayton's perspective. If there was one thing I could say about Clayton is that he is not a liar. He is not a perfect person, but he is not a liar. And I never once questioned him in his honesty to me as a person, human to human. So when he told me his side of the story very early on, I was like pissed because I was like, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. And justice needs to be served. There's other quotes out there and you can watch uh, or listen to that podcast or even watch it if, if you so please. Here's my issue with the whole thing. That those quotes and that story of Susie defending Clayton in his paternity case were picked up by Us Weekly. Yet no time in the last two months when Dave Neal has been covering this story daily and giving updates and showing proof that this woman's sonogram was faked and taken off the Internet that was posted six years ago and given numerous updates and given story upon story. Dave did it. I've shared some of the things that she has said in emails to us. Not once has an outlet covered it. And this isn't anything against Susie. I'm glad Susie defended um, Clayton. I'm just not understanding why it took Susie going on Nick Vial's podcast for this to be covered. And this, no, this is not sour grapes. And here's why. Because there is a pecking order. I totally understand it. Dave totally understands it. There is a pecking order when it comes to the media and certain things, especially when it comes to Bachelor Nation. And I will tell you what that pecking order is right now. You've got the entertainment outlets, the People, EW, Us Weekly, um, Who's the other one? People, Us Weekly, EW, and E! Online. You know, those th those entertainment outlets. If they're going to cover a story in Bachelor Nation, that means it's big enough for them. They're the top dog when it comes to it. 
Totally understand that. The next level is Bachelor Nation podcast people, unfortunately. That's your Ben and Ashley's, your Nick's, your Caitlin's. Not necessarily that they are all, you know, paid by the show or whatever. I'm just saying that because they were contestants on the show who have built a platform for themselves in the podcast world, they're next in line. Then the third level is the myself, Dave Neal, She's All Batch, Game of Roses. We're third. So for you to sit here and say, why are you, you know, you're acting like you should be number one. No, I'm not. I'm saying I'm very well admitting we are third on the pecking order. And then fourth is your Reddit, your Instagram accounts, stuff like that. So that's the way the pecking order is. That's not an opinion. That's fact. And when you get to this, when you get to a story like this, it's just so infuriating to see Us Weekly having to wait until Susie Evans makes a comment on Nick's podcast for this to be taken as, wow. I, I mean, I can't remember the last time Us Weekly wrote a story on this. Did they cover any of the two hearings that happened? Did they take any quotes from either of the hearings? Not that I know of. But Susie defends Clayton, and all of a sudden, Us Weekly deems it necessary to run it as a story? I have no problem with them running Susie as a story. My issue is, why aren't they running anything else? Why aren't they running anything where myself and Dave are literally dealing with Jane Doe here in email? She's personally been contacting us on and off for the last two months, and we relay what she says. Yet it's not covered by the people in Tier 2 above us. Nobody in Bachelor Nation has touched this, sh this topic. Nick hasn't talked about it. Ben and Ashley made fun of Clayton. I don't think Caitlin has covered it. I, 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 we don't understand it. If the top dog doesn't want to cover it, again, that's. I think that just shows you where journalism is right now in this world. Because, frankly, <laughs> it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. And, again, this is not sour grapes. Oh, Us Weekly didn't quote me. because No, Us Weekly didn't quote Dave. No, that's not it. But by doing what they did yesterday, oh, Susie defended Clayton on Nick's podcast. Great. Fine, cover it. But how can you not have Dave any of Dave Neal's coverage about this over the last two months? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And Dave talked about it in yesterday's video that he made going over what Susie said on Nick's podcast and he nailed it on the head we talked about this off air him and I and it's just like we're just shaking our heads once again at Nick Nick brings Susie on so he can get Susie's opinion of what's going on with Clayton Nick won't offer one damn opinion or defend Clayton or come to his defense or even talk about this case but he'd love to have Susie on and get Susie so he can hide behind Susie's answer, which is exactly what he's doing. And the thing he said at the end of the podcast, oh, I'd love, love to hear from Clayton sometime. Yeah, so he'd put Clayton on his podcast, but he won't go to bat for him. He won't talk about anything regarding this case. It's embarrassing. And yet, because we are third tier in terms of Bachelor Nation coverage in this franchise, yeah, we would like, and Dave even said it yesterday. He'd like, 
Why doesn't Nick have me? He's putting Susie in studio. That's great. I'm glad she's defending him. She's one of the few people from this franchise that donated to Clayton's GoFundMe so he could get a lawyer for hearing number two. I think it's awesome that Susie and Clayton can remain friends and she supports him. But, Nick, if you're going to talk about this case, I don't know. How about putting the guy on your show who's literally done 50 videos about this and covered this extensively nonstop? You want to hide behind someone else giving their opinion? Fine. Put Dave on your fucking show. Not that, I mean, he if he asked me to do it, I would never, no. I'm not dealing with Nick. But Dave would. Has Nick reached out to Dave once? No, because he thinks he's above him. He thinks he's above us. And God forbid he ever put any of us on his shows. Yes, he put me on his show during COVID. Great. That went horribly wrong. It backfired on him. He still has never apologized, and he still doesn't think he's done anything wrong. That's on him. That just shows him as a person. But it's just unreal how he will not talk about this Clayton case because he's so scared, but he'll have other people come on so he can hide behind their answers. It's like, dude, if you want to talk about this case, put fucking Dave Neal on your show. It doesn't make any sense. I, it's, it's, it's laughable and shows kind of how chicken shit he is. He is. He's a flat-out chicken shit for not even offering an opinion on this case. Dave and I have no problem offering our opinions, and Dave's having a lawsuit thrown in his face because of it. Because he believes in First Amendment rights. I don't know. Does Nick not believe in First Amendment rights or something? Why is he so scared to offer an opinion of, wow. And even during, and he can't say, well, he doesn't know all the details. During yesterday's interview with Susie, that smarmy ass sat behind the microphone and was like, oh my God, the things that I've heard about this case uh, from people close to the situation. You fucking talk to Clayton, goddammit. Why do you have to sit there and say, oh, from from sources I know close to the, We all know he spoke to Clayton. That's fine to admit it. I spoke to Clayton. I spoke to the guy for 90 minutes. And when I talked to him, I believed every word he said. Why can't Nick say that? What is so fucking hard? What a piece of work that guy is. Once again, it just, you know, again, all I'm going to do is remind everybody when you're dealing with people like that and you're dealing with certain podcasts that don't want to do their homework and don't want to get behind something and actually look for evidence of things, just know what you're getting when you tune into podcasts like that. And I hope you see what's going on here. We, the littler guys, the guys who built our brand and built our fan base, not because we went on a television show, but we, because we put in the hard work at creating content for people. Myself, the spoiler side. Dave, doing a lot of evidence work. We've built our brands. And yet, unfortunately, those people just, you know, collect their checks from iHeart or whatever and really put very little effort. You know, not every podcast, no, but certain ones out there. Uh, the way this the way this story is being avoided is you know just mind-boggling to me and as i said from the very beginning i said it when dave was on the podcast i'll say it every day if this same exact story were happening to tyler cameron i guarantee nick would be covering it guarantee ben and ashley would be covering it and they wouldn't be poking fun at the person involved they wouldn't be poking fun if it was tyler cameron but they're poking fun because it was clayton 
Just saying. You know it's true. I know it's true. It's because it's happening to somebody who wasn't necessarily the most well-liked bachelor. These people have a problem with separating the two. Yeah, Clayton wasn't the most well-liked bachelor. Who gives a shit? This is real life. Guy's being dragged through the mud for the last five months by someone who clearly isn't all there in the head and who is six and a half months pregnant claiming to be having twins with Clayton's that are Clayton's, and she's yet to prove that the bump in her belly is an actual two babies in there, and they are Clayton's. And yet no one will touch this story outside of myself and Dave. Unreal. Rant over. I'm done. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Check that out. And go check out Dave Neal's videos because he did a lot great. He did a lot more great coverage this week on the hearing, the second hearing, if you want to watch that, involving Clayton and Jane Doe. And then yesterday covering Susie being on Nick's podcast. Go check that out as well. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.